Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Morning, it's Saturday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast. I'm Josh, Sir Giant. As always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk Travis Mangone. It's a beautiful Saturday here, July 8th, 2017. Travis, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, excited to uh, you know be back. We have uh, just the uh, weekend here, and then uh, we hit the All Star break, so that'll be a nice break for everyone. And uh, yeah, pretty excited about uh, you know the uh, pretty excited about the contest tomorrow. Just going to be playing some tournaments, so uh, I'll you know get to, get to just play GBPs, which is always nice. Sometimes it's a breath of fresh air, so uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know we got to cover for Dan for the. Fantasy Fix podcast over the last week. We had a lot of fun with that. We're glad that you guys enjoyed it. We got tons of positive feedback from you guys, so very much appreciated. And, you know, we'd love to hear more from you guys. So keep hitting us up on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. That's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M A N G O N E. And uh, so we, we got, you know, a, a few uh, different kinds of slates the way it's broken up here on this Saturday. Uh, there's an early slate at 1.05 p.m., seven games. Uh, you could go ahead and check Roto-Grinders for any content covering that slate. There's going to be tons of great content covering that slate, uh, so make sure you go ahead and check that out. But we'll be covering the 7.15 p.m. Eastern slate. We've got eight games on this slate, so uh, probably it's a slate that I would prefer to play more on if I'm looking at you know slate selection for this day. So uh, this is a slate that I'll be looking at uh, but yeah, uh, Travis, you ready to just hop right into this and start going over these games? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely ready to hop in and uh, check it out. It's yeah, it's not the best cash slate for me, but uh, I think in tournaments it's got some interesting options on it. The pitching's not the best, but uh, I think we can get by with it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how how I feel about it too. I think that we can get by with it. I think that's um, a good way to put it. So grab your coffee, get ready. We're gonna hop into the weekend grind podcast and get to looking at these games as always. We start with the pitcher position, and, um, you know, we've been having, like, up and down slates. You know, we have some slates where there's no pitching options, it feels like. Then we have slates where there's tons of pitching options. This one kind of feels like it lands somewhere on the lower end of pitching options, but there's, there's like you said, we could get by, and there's a few things to look at. So um, to kick us off here, we'll start with the highest priced pitcher on the slate on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's the second highest priced pitcher on the slate and we got the shark throw in here um he's going against uh miami he's throwing at home which gives him you know that nice park boost throwing in san francisco and uh you know he gets a marlins lineup that's not exactly like the easiest lineup to throw against they got a lot of pop in their bats and they're very uh you know they're very scrappy they could put together a bunch of runs they could explode at any time so it's kind of hard to pick on them 
too, too much. But like I said, he does get that park boost. He's been throwing really, really well this season. 24.3% uh, strikeout rate to righties, 28.5 to lefties. Walks have been extremely down, 2% to righties, 4% to lefties. His ground ball stuff is good. Fly balls are down. Um, you know, and this uh, Marlins team, as I said, you know, they do hit the ball well. 196 ISO to righties, 342 Woba, 318 Babip. Um, but they do strike out 20% of the time around the league average here. They don't walk a ton either, so uh, not, not the most patient hitters in the league. But, uh, but yeah, so so it's it's like, you know, one of those slates where um, it does get a little ugly as you get lower in the, the price tiers of pitching. So, you know, you kind of get forced to look at these guys up top. How do you feel about Shark here, Travis? Yeah, I mean, I think Shark's like a nice cash game option. He'll be safe. Uh, he shouldn't get destroyed, right? Uh, it's a good pitcher's park. I think he'll end up being like the cash guy that you'll have the most interest in. But for me, uh, I have some interest. I'll maybe get some tournament exposure. It depends on how much money I have left for my pitcher after building uh, lineups. But uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to try and p- spend down more at pitching instead today. Uh, but uh, yeah, the shark though, don't know. He's probably my favorite top tier guy, right? Like I like him more than Arietta. I like him more than Verlander. Um, so I think the shark's going to be the guy I end up going to. Um, actually, I don't know if I like him more than Arietta for sure. It depends on because because it depends. Like the wind looks like it's going to be blowing out in that game, and I think it also depends on what the Pittsburgh lineup they throw out there is. Because sometimes they throw out a lineup with just like a million like righties, and it could go that could go really well for Arietta. So I think you know, it really will depend on on the uh, on that lineup for the Pirates. But uh, I think the Shark is like like the super safe guy in the slate. That uh, you know he'll probably get you. Probably get you six innings pitch, maybe five or six strikeouts, and maybe let up a couple runs, right? And probably the win, like, because that, that guy's going up against is Chris O'Grady. He's not even on Fandle, and I mean, he's assuming, I'm assuming he's not that great. Uh, so I, this is just a spot where uh, I think uh, the Shark is like the safe cash game guy that, uh, you know, can make you feel good about uh, rostering as long as you're, you know, can fit in all your bats that you feel safe about. All right, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, because um, you, you, you talked about a couple other guys there that you were comparing him to, we do have Arietta on the slate. Now, Arietta, most expensive pitcher on FanDuel, nine point seven. Not too much crazy interest there um, at that you know at that price range because there are bats that I want to get in here. Then I think on a one pitcher site where Arietta is priced up like that, it kind of takes away from too much cap for me to get the bats I want to get. But on FanDuel, he's 8.4. Uh, DraftKings, he's 8.4K, which puts him more into consideration for me. But, um, you know, like you said, you know, the wind might be blowing out here, it's looking like. And um, on top of that... I think it's I think it's blowing in, it looks like. That's, was, that's was what it looks in. like it's saying. Yeah, so that's good. That's better for pitching. It is, ball, uh, it it is blowing, blowing in. Yeah, 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 you're right. It's not, it's not that high, though. It's only six miles an hour, so it's not a big deal. Right, it's not like, you know, a crazy uh, significant wind here, but... Um uh, but you know, it's uh, he's going against this Pirates offense, you know, and it's it's tough to pick on this Pirates offense because you know sometimes you feel like you're in a great spot there, and then uh, you know it doesn't work out so great. Like the Pirates offense just doesn't strike out a ton, especially you know they don't strike out a ton at all like, against lefties. It's under fifteen percent, but even the righties seventeen point six percent, and they walk a ton, man, nine percent walk rate for this uh, Pirates team against righties. Like they they're very patient hitters, you know, and, and They've been, uh, you know, they're a tough team to, to, they always like, they always seem like, uh, 
like a good offensive target against it, like in certain spots, like like this kind of spot, like it looks juicy at first glance, and then you really dig into it, and you're like not really in love with it, especially not to pay up for a guy against him. So I'm not sure if I love Arietta here. Arietta solid strikeout rate, 25 percent to righties, 23 to lefties. So like he has the strikeout upside there, but this is a, isn't a team that strikes out a ton. So um, I'm not sure if I'd be willing to pay that price tag. Uh, no interest for me on Fanduel, maybe on DraftKings as I dig deeper, but. Uh, how do you feel about uh, about Arietta here, uh, Travis? Uh, yeah, like I said before, I think it's going to be real lineup dependent for me. Uh, I, I think he's a good option, but uh, I'm I'm not in love with it. Right? Uh, I think I think he's a guy that you could play, but uh, I think I'm going to look to maybe spin down a little more pitcher uh, instead and try and just jam in some bats that I like. I think that's more of the approach I'm going to look to take on this slate uh, at the moment. But yeah, it's just the uh, the. I don't really feel like spending a lot at pitcher uh, tomorrow, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand that because there are bats that I definitely want to get in. Um, moving down to another guy that you talked to here, you talked about uh, Justin Verlander a little bit. Now, Justin Verlander's fly balls have been just keep going up uh, over uh, the last few seasons, and he is in Cleveland against an offense that's just super potent, and um, they've been crushing the ball lately. They're, the numbers on the season don't do justice the way that they, they've been hitting the ball lately, uh, but their strikeout rate is up you know, at um, 25.2% on the season. Uh, so the strikeout upside's there, but I just feel like they're just a lot stronger than um, than the season numbers suggest. I feel like that lately we've been seeing them kind of explode a lot, and Vegas agrees. Vegas has them at a high implied run total of 5.26, Verlander actually, uh, one, you know, uh, a dog here, you know, uh, by almost a, a full run, over a full run. Um, so I'm not sure if I'd want to be paying paying for Verlander here on this slate against a, a Cleveland team that we know can hit better than these numbers suggest. Um, how do you feel about Verlander? You can't play him. I mean, there's no way. Like, it's just, it's a terrible spot. Cleveland's been crushing the ball. There's no way you play him. Yeah, you can't play Verlander. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, just play Arietta or Shark instead. Like, they're better plays. Like, they're good plays on this slate. Like, if I have the money, like, if I build a stack, right, uh, and I have the money for Arietta and Shark, I'd, I'd prefer them. But I'm just thinking about, like, my construction and the bats I'm going to want, and I feel like it's going to make me gravitate to cheaper options uh, and take a risk on them instead because I just don't feel like in tournaments, I don't feel like they're going to help win me asleep. But if I was playing cash games, right, like Arietta and Shark would be the two guys I would like, and, like, Verlander, I would just absolutely probably cross off. Like, it just makes no sense. Uh, yeah. You one, say, yeah. One guy I see being popular because of his price tag is Brandon McCarthy. And Vegas is showing him love. When I, you know, at home in Dodger Stadium gives him that park boost. And uh, the uh, Kansas City Royals, not the best hitting team in the league. Uh, they have an applied run total under four runs. Uh, you know, in a game with an over-under that's uh, around nine right now. Uh, McCarthy strikeout stuff against righties is you know, slightly above the league average, 23.5%. That walk rate's up, though, at 8%, so that's a little bit concerning. But the ground balls are solid at 47%. Uh, against lefties, though, it drops down a lot, 16% for his strikeout rate. Um, so, you know, he's not striking out lefties a whole lot. And, and we know that this Kansas City team has a few few lefties that – um, they're going to be rolling out, so it's it's kind of an interesting spot here. Against righties, this Kansas City team, 172 ISO and 319 Woba, but the strikeout rate, 19.2%. It's nothing really to write home about. You know, it's not uh, an, an incredible uh, matchup here for, for McCarthy, but I just think with the park boost and Kansas City just lacking that, that, uh, that big power, um, you know, if McCarthy could just keep the balls down and, you know, and, and throw efficiently, I think that, 
Uh, he can throw a good game, and he's super cheap too. That's the thing. He's six point nine K on DraftKings, which gives you a lot, a lot of salary relief here. And um, on FanDuel at seven point five, uh, he's on the cheaper end over there too. I think like he'll throw a good real life game. I just don't think the strikeout upside is there for me to like want to load up on Brandon McCarthy here. How about you, Travis? No, I, I don't mind him. Uh, I mean, I don't like really taking pitchers after the DL. Uh, that's something I'm not really a big fan of. But on this slate, like on DraftKings, like if you need a second pitcher, I don't, I don't hate going him. Uh, even on FanDuel for seven five, I don't hate him. Uh, not in love with it though, right? I just rather go Mike Clevenger. Uh, he's a guy that I think I'm going to load up on on this slate. Um, I, I like him on FanDuel for seven six. Uh, I think it's just a great spot for upside. Uh, I get the Tigers can be scary, right? But, uh, I mean, if you look at Clevenger, 29.5K percentage against righties, 27% against lefties this year. Walk rate is high, though, 12.4% and then 13.5%. Uh, Clevenger's a guy I'm going to like a ton, I think, in this spot. Uh, he pitched really well against them last time. Uh, Again, give up seven strikeouts and five walks. It is one of those things I don't really like. Uh, I don't really like taking uh, pitchers the second time around, like, uh, if they if they play a team and then they play them again the next time because hitters are normally going to get get a hold of them so that's something I definitely do have a little bit of concern for but uh, I I just think Clevenger is a really interesting tournament option that I'm definitely going to have a consideration in tomorrow uh, on the slate yeah I do like Clevenger a lot here and I think that uh, I think that he's not going to be as owned as he should be on an eight game slate I mean his ownership's not going to be super low but people just don't like targeting pitchers against Detroit which I understand I mean because at first glance like oh it's you know it's Detroit you start thinking of all the good hitters they have but if you really look at these numbers here against Rice this season 177 ISO you know 311 Woba 296 BABIP and 22.9 percent strikeout rate they're really not like absolutely crushing righties and they are striking out a good amount against righties and Clevenger man that strikeout upside's there 29.5 percent Strikeout rate against righties and 27% against lefties this season. You know, he's his own worst enemy, and that's the issue is these walks. 12.4% walk rate to righties and 13.5% to lefties. Um, he can get himself into trouble and into jams just by giving free passes. And we do know that these Detroit hitters are, are pretty patient. 8.1% um, walk rate as a team. Uh, you know, 11.6% uh, though against lefties as opposed to 69 against righties. So, uh, they don't walk a ton more against righties. You know, they, they do walk a lot against lefties over 10% of the time. So uh, as long as he can, like, just not get himself in trouble by giving all these free passes and letting guys score, I think Clevenger's certainly in play. And as you said, his price tag is very, very fair. Um, 7.6 on FanDuel makes sense. And, but uh, on, on DraftKings, too, at uh, 7.8, I think that he definitely is one of my top options here on the slate on the hill. Um we could also uh, look at some of the other options here that we have. And, uh, uh, you know, we talked about McCarthy. Is there interest here in Ian Kennedy for you? No, like Ian Kennedy, Kennedy is a, he's a terrible option on this slate. I mean, fly ball guy uh, against the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers didn't come through for me yesterday, but, like, I mean, this is another great spot for the Dodgers, and I'm sure I'll attack it again. Uh, I mean, Ian Kennedy is just, yeah, he's uh, he's shown uh, that he's, you know, last start. I think it was the last start. He had a really good start. Last couple starts, he's looked a little better. Um, I, I'm not buying it, right? Uh, he's just a guy that, uh, you know, he just has he a ton of fly balls, and this is just not going to be a good spot for him against the Dodgers. I'm sorry. It's it's going to be so, – so this game, I know I talked about it yesterday, how it was hot in uh, the Dodgers stadium and stuff like that, but, like, the key with this Dodgers game is this game is going to be at 715. So it's going to be 415 in LA. It's going to be like 
Right now it says on Rotogrind, it says 89 degrees. It's going to be basically almost 90 degrees at this game uh, once it once first pitch hits. And, like, that's going to stay pretty hot. And if you look at the rest of the games on the slate, like, uh, there's only two other games, like, weather-wise. Like, it's a Coors one and then Texas that I'm like, okay, those are, like, other games that can compete with it. Like, I mean, I was wrong. I was wrong about the Dodgers yesterday, but I'm going back to the wall and them. I don't care. Like, I think it's another good spot for them uh, against a guy like Ian Kennedy. It makes a ton of sense. Like, so... I'm just going to fire away at it, and uh, I think it'll end up working out. Uh, but, you know, maybe I'm wrong, uh, but I just did this Dodgers offense has been really good against uh, against uh, righties this year, and I'm going to fire away with them. Uh, what do you think about uh, Ian Kennedy? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not on Ian Kennedy either. I think that you covered a lot of good points of why I would stay away from here. One guy, though, I, I do have interest in who is still priced down um, pretty solid against the in- across the industry, is Andrew Moore throwing at home in Seattle against the Athletics. Now, uh, we targeted Paxton yesterday. He threw well, had a great game, showed some strikeout upside. Uh, you know, this Athletics team, you know, they strike out a ton. That was against the lefty, which, you know, they strike out less against. This is against a righty now. 31.2% strikeout rate against righties this season, the Athletics. So, you know, they really are. They're striking out a ton. And plus... Uh, that you know he gets that park upgrade here too, uh, more throwing in Seattle and uh, you know Oakland's ISO at 159. So they have been hitting well lately, but um, I just I just feel like the matchup is still solid here for more. And that price tag is just so enticing at 6.3 K on DraftKings on FanDuel. I don't have as much interest at 7.3, but uh, on DraftKings as an SP2 option, I think that he adds a good amount of salary relief for you. He's in, you know he gets he's in a good spot with a park upgrade against a team that strikes out a ton over thirty percent against righties, and uh, he's you know the last two starts that they let him go like he's uh, he's throwing a lot of pitches. They let, let him out there with a long leash. He's thrown over a hundred pitches in both starts. So one hundred one start, one hundred one the other, eight innings and seven innings pitch. So they're they're letting him throw. So um, I do like Andrew Moore here on the slate. How do you feel about Moore here, Travis, as an SP two option? Yeah, I don't mind Andrew Moore. Uh, he's not a bad option. Um, I, I have interest because it's like the A's and they strike out against righties. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going crazy with him. I think I'll have. Uh, you know, I'll sprinkle him in a little bit in tournaments. Uh, one thing to note, which um, yeah, I know this sounds crazy, but it kind of changes my definitely changes my take on the Dodgers game a little bit. And you'll say it's crazy, but like Bill Miller's the umpire there, and that guy like just calls strike after strike after strike. Um, it, like it's ridiculous. So like Brandon McCarthy and Ian Kennedy are honestly both in play because Brandon Miller's there now. Like, uh, if, if Bill Miller's the umpire, like this is what I'm seeing right now. Uh, I'll, I'll have to double check tomorrow cause they change umpires around sometimes, but, and the game tips, uh, you know, it's gonna be the first game uh, of the day. So we'll get it in time. But like, man, with Bill Miller being the ump and I like, I, you know, I'm, I, it sounds crazy that I'm stressing how much this umpire matters, but Bill Miller is like, uh, you know, people like Cardi has said, like the Clayton Kershaw of umpires is this is Bill Miller. Like he just gives up tons of K's. And uh, I think you can have interest in, uh, in both pitchers mainly because of that. Like uh, Bill Miller got switched to being the umpire. Like I think it was, uh, I think it was uh like a couple weeks ago and it was like ricky nolasco and mike fires were on the mound right and like ricky nolasco and mike fires both looked like beasts out there like it was just absolutely insane yeah it was like a pitcher's duel like oh i could pull it up right now i'm trying to pull up there uh like what nolasco did against the astros nolasco had 
he didn't go and he didn't do so great. I mean, he, he went he went seven innings pitched and had only two strikeouts. So I mean, but he still went long. Uh, it was fires though. I think fires against the Angels, which like makes no sense. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up now because it was it was just super crazy what he did. Uh, I can't find it right now, but I think he had like uh, I think he had like nine or like ten strikeouts, like something just like crazy uh, against the Angels. Um, but yeah, Bill Miller's is a guy that gives a you know he's a guy that just is going to call a lot of strikeouts in that zone, so it's definitely going to help the pitching and definitely hurt the hitters a little bit. So uh, that definitely has me concerned about that. So it's something I just noticed and wanted to make a note of for everyone to uh, consider. And uh, it's just a uh, something to, something to watch. And if if you watch Grinders live, I'm sure Cardi will be on tomorrow. Yeah, it's Cardi and Britt. They'll talk a ton about Bill Miller during the five thirty show. So if you want more bill miller takes go listen to them they'll talk about it i'm sure i know that we don't typically like to target pitchers here in arizona but uh taiwan walker is, is kind of jumping out at me a little bit here 20 percent strikeout rate to lefties and righties ground ball stuff has been incredible season fly balls are down and uh this is a team that strikes out a good amount against righties 21.6 percent walk rate is not um anything to be afraid of they're not the most patient hitters uh so and you know, I know that like you know any pitcher gets a, a bit of a bump down when they're showing in Arizona, but Tywin Walker, I think, at his price tag is something that we could talk about uh, as an SP two option here on DraftKings. How do you feel about Tywin Walker here, Travis? Yeah, uh, I like Tywin Walker. I think it's not a bad spot for him. I think he's a pretty good, uh, you know, I think he's a pretty good hit uh, pitcher. Uh, he can have his blow up spots, right? But he can also have his uh, pretty high upside game. So uh, Walker's a guy I definitely have interest in. Reds did not look that good uh, yesterday. I mean, they, they heated up in the uh, in the ninth inning, but uh, I think this is a spot that you know with that ground ball rate you talked about with Walker. Uh, I, I like getting pitchers that have a good ground ball rate and get some strikeouts, and I think this is a good spot for Walker where he can uh, help you out. So I have I have tournament interest in him for sure. Um, but yeah, that's there's not a lot of not a lot of other guys after that. Like Ivan Nova, like I'm probably gonna end up passing on him. Uh, it just doesn't seem like a good enough spot. It doesn't have enough strikeout upside for me. Uh, and then like these guys down here, like Tyson Ross, uh, I mean, uh, I just don't like targeting pitchers against the angels and man, Tyson Ross is, uh, in that hot stadium and he hasn't looked so great. Like Luis Castillo and, uh, you know, uh, no, not against the uh, Arizona. It just doesn't, not, not a great pitcher either. Like Jesse Chavez, Jose Quintana, Jeff Hoffman, Chris Smith. These guys are just not guys I'm going to, uh, going to be rostering. I, the, the one thing I could think about doing maybe is like a Jeff Hoffman in cores. Cause, uh, I don't mind playing some like of these like uh chorus pitchers just because like on Fandle specifically like, he's 6.6k and like if he could get me like his last two starts right last two starts at least the last start say cincinnati um at home he had 34 fantasy points right like i mean if he can get me in like the 30s right uh i would take that uh, if he could do it and the white Sox can strike out but uh it's just something where uh, I'd maybe do it if it just if I can jam in all the bats and I'd sprinkle them in a little bit, but that's about it. No, I don't. Pitching is tough on this slate, so there is merit to paying up for a guy like Arietta and Shark for that kind of uh, safety and production. Yeah, we really missed out on that course uh, discount on DraftKings for both these pitchers. I mean, not that I would really play Quintana. Um, I don't like playing lefties at cores, but uh, you know because they kind of lose that uh, that natural tail that they get on their ball. The, you know, it's. Um, it, the altitude really affects these pitchers. And Quintana, 8.1K, and Hoffman, 7.9. Easy stay away from me there on DraftKings. But as you said, on FanDuel, I think that there's a little bit of Hoffman interest there for sure in tournaments. Um, other than that, yeah, like you said, I feel like there's really nothing else here to look at. Uh, no thank you to Chris Smith, Jesse Chavez, no. 
Luis Castillo, no. Um, Nova, good real-life pitcher, efficient pitcher in real life, but just not for DFS purposes. Doesn't have the strikeout upside. Tyson Ross, no. And um, and that's it. That's every We covered everyone there. Um, is there anyone here? Is there anything else here that uh, you want to mention um, that, that maybe I missed out on? Or, or it seems like we're... we're uh, it seems like we're pretty much on the same page here. I think that there is some safety with Shark and Arietta, as you said. Um, I think that Clevenger is a good uh, upside tournament play here. Uh, I definitely have interest there. And um, I, I think we both agree that Andrew Moore has some interest and um, and Brandon McCarthy. Uh, I think those are the main guys you want to focus on here when you're building your laps. Uh, is there anything else here you want to mention at pitcher, Travis? Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Probably uh Arietta and uh, I'd say I'd say for me Arietta and Samarja are like one A and one B if you have the money sure. And then my three tournament guys I like the most are uh, Walker, Clevenger, and McCarthy. Like those three are all in a tier with themselves. Uh, and then Andrew Miller is a little bit below, and with probably Jeff Hoffman as well as a guy I might sprinkle in. But those are kind of the pitchers I've interested. Not the best pitching slate, but uh, it's. Uh, I think we can get by with it. And again, I mean, that Bill Miller thing, I, I'm probably going to, man, Brandon McCarthy's probably going to be a guy I load up on because of the uh, Bill Miller. It'd probably be something that helps pop in models too. And uh, if we can get, that's the thing. Problem is uh, Dave Roberts, right? How long is he going to let McCarthy go? So that's something we're going to have to monitor too. Like what's his pitch count going to be? Uh, and will Dave Roberts actually let him pitch or will he go straight to the bullpen early? So that that's something to also be worried about with McCarthy. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the catcher position now. Uh, if you guys are are uh, everyday listeners, you know what we look for. If you're new, uh, we usually try to uh, just find like a cheap catcher to correlate to our lineups, somewhere we can get some cheap power from. Try not to spend up on catcher unless it's like a Gary the Goat kind of slate. So, um, so here we are. We, we we're looking at catcher here and looking for some cheap bats. Um, one guy that uh, I'm probably going to have a lot of interest in would be Jonathan Lucroy. Uh, at home as you know as long as he's in the lineup you know on the weekend sometimes they like to, to rest the catchers so uh definitely uh keep an eye on where the lineups get posted and if uh any of the guys that we have heavy interest in are not in the lineups, we'll make sure we tweet out to you guys and let you know who we're pivoting to but uh i like jonathan lucroy here against jesse chavez i feel like he's a nice cheap stock in this rangers offense implied to run over uh, score over six runs they were my stack of the day yesterday worked out really well they crushed the ball um and um you know, it's just such a good hitting environment here, and they have another good matchup here against a weak righty. So, uh, Lucroy, a guy that um, got a nice lineup bump today, too, but, you know, he hit sixth in the order. So, if he could hit around there again, you know, sixth, seventh in the order, definitely piques my interest. 3.3K on DraftKings. So, uh, you, get, you get a nice cheap price tag on him there, which is what we're looking for. We know he has pop in his bat, so he could put the ball over the fence. 2.5K on Fandle, too. Pretty cheap over there. So uh, I'm going to definitely be having some interest here in Lucroy on the slate. And uh, probably will be the pitch, uh, the catcher that I play the most here um, just because of that price tag, the upside he has in the hitting environment he's in. But uh, beyond that, uh, obviously Buster Posey, if I have the cap against a, a lefty here and Chris O'Grady. Uh, but that park downgrade in San Francisco is definitely something um, that you have to consider. So uh, I think that my top two catchers here will be Posey if I have the cap. But, uh, you know, point per dollar and, and for where I'm going on this roster construction on the slate, I think Lucroy is my top guy. How about you, Travis? 
Yeah, so like catcher's really bad on this slate. I'm just gonna be like quick and simple and we can move on. Like Grandal, Posey are both really good catcher plays for me. Uh Jonathan Lucroy too, don't mind him. And then um just pick the catcher that fits your stack. Like catcher's terrible. Like just just that's that's the way to do it tomorrow. It it seems like it's really simple. Um so yeah, I mean th- maybe those three guys, like I said, in cash games, and then like when you're playing your stack, just like make it that way. I mean, catcher is just atrocious tomorrow. There's no like real guy that really sticks out as an amazing play. Uh, Posey. Yeah. Like if you get the Posey sure, like against a guy like O'Grady, who's not that good. And uh, I would love to play Posey, even though the ballpark's not that great, but catcher is not good. So can we move on to first Josh and get over with catcher? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We can get off of, uh, let's get off a catcher. Let's go to a a more friendly position at first base. You kick us off here at Travis at first base, get that frustration out. Go ahead. Tell us who you like here at first. Yeah. So first base. I mean, uh, of course, Paul Goatschmidt. I mean, he hit me a home run yesterday. I mean, I like him a lot in this spot against Castillo. I think this is a if you, you know, especially for stacking up Diamondbacks. If you have the money for Paul Goldschmidt, I would love to get him in my lineup. Right. It makes a ton of sense uh, to go with him. Uh, and then, I mean, Cody Bellinger. I, you know, I'm gonna like some of these Dodgers. I know I'm worried about the umpire a little bit, but. Uh, um, I mean, just, geez, just seeing Kennedy against a guy like Cody Bellinger, such a talented hitter. Uh, I love Cody Bellinger tomorrow. I think he's a great play. And, of course, Mark Reynolds against a lefty uh, can always have interest in that. Makes a ton of sense to play him on this slate. And um, you know who has a little interest in tomorrow? Albert Pujols. I don't love Tyson Ross, and it doesn't profile the best matchup, but uh, I think for a cheap price tag of uh, you know 2900 on FanDuel, I have a little bit of interest in that as well, uh, just because uh, it's hard to find cheap first baseman on this slate, it looks like. So he's a guy that I have some uh, interest in as well. Uh, what about you, Josh? Who do you like at first base? Uh, for me at first, I'm going to go back to the well with Mark Reynolds here probably as a priority at first. Uh, you know, Quintana, you know, not not the weakest lefty, but Reynolds just sees the ball so well against lefties. He gets gets to be at home too in cores where the ball is going to travel. So definitely like Reynolds a lot. He's priced uh, pretty fairly on DraftKings at 4.5K and over on FanDuel. You get him at 3.7 under 4K over there. Uh, I, I think that for these price tags, you definitely could find a way to get Reynolds into your lineup. Lots of pop in his bat. He has like you know that that big power upside. So that's something that I'm definitely looking for here on the slate. Bellinger, I'll obviously have interest in too. Um, just not sure um, if I'm going to have the cap to get him in. Um, uh, on because uh, here's the thing: when you're looking at the price differences, right? Um, on you know on. Uh, FanDuel, he's 3.7, and on DraftKings, he's 4.2. And, um, you know, so, okay, so, yeah, he's cheaper than Reynolds. Uh, he's the same price on FanDuel, and he's cheaper than Reynolds on DraftKings. But, um, you know, it, my issue here is, like, on DraftKings, I would try to play, like, Reynolds and Bellinger because Bellinger is multi-position eligible in the outfield. I'm just not sure if I'm going to have that 4.2K for him in the outfield um, because first base is probably going to be heavily occupied for me, um, by Mark Reynolds here. Uh, I also, I also don't mind a Danny Valencia play here now. Like, I feel like that's like going to be like the super low owned first baseman that, uh, that you could get like as a tournament special here. He's pretty cheap at 3.6 K on DraftKings and on FanDuel, you get Danny Valencia for, uh, 3.3 and, and people are definitely not going to be like all the way over Valencia here on this late just you know especially with that park downgrade in Seattle but he has such a good matchup here against Chris Smith and he has lots of pop in his bat and I feel like uh, he's like he's he's a tournament special for me is going to be Danny Valencia so uh, I also don't mind some Joey Votto if you're going to like you know 
get some of those Reds bats in there, but uh, not going to go out of my way to get him in and jam him into his price tag. And Paul Goldschmidt, always have interest in him too. Uh, it, the problem, again, him with him is that price tag. So if I have the cap, I'll go with Paulie Goldschmidt. Other than that, though, I really like Mark Reynolds here. And uh, I don't mind some uh, some uh, Cody Ballinger either. And I don't hate the the Albert Pujols call that you had. He, he is super cheap, and if you need some cap savings, he's a good uh, piece of stock in a game that should have a lot of runs being scored in Texas. So that's where I'm at at first base. Who, who would your top two be at first base, Travis? Yeah, mine are uh, Goldschmidt and uh, Bellinger for me. Those are my two favorite options. And then, uh, like you said, with Albert Pujols, uh, I mean, he hits the four seam, uh, the sinker, and the slider in the past couple of years pretty well, and that's what uh, Tyson Ross basically throws. Uh, so I just pulled that up now. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a guy that uh, Pujols is like a good cheap saver if you want. You can take him as like a one-off or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I it's a good park sh- upgrade for him, new shift too. So I, it's, it's a good spot. I like all three of those guys. Those are probably my three uh, favorite first basemen. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, my top three then would be uh, Goldschmidt, uh, Reynolds, and Bellinger, and Danny Valencia as the tournament special, as I said. Uh, let's move on over to second base. Um, I'm not going to skip it this time. If you guys listened yesterday, I jumped right ahead to third base, and so we had to go back to second. Not going to happen again this time. We're going to make sure we cover second base first. Um, second base, you know, we have Chase Utley here, 3.1K, leading off against Egan Kennedy. Um, going to have interest there. At his price tag, 3.1K on uh, DraftKings is a very uh, solid price. You know, definitely something that that comes at a discount and gives you some stock in that uh, in that uh, Dodgers offense. 2.6 on FanDuel, uh, again, great price tag there. Um, I also like some uh, some Kipnis here. Uh, DraftKings really has him underpriced at 3.5. He delivered yesterday. Uh, at his price tag, put up, uh, I think, 20 DraftKings points or so. So definitely uh, someone that, you know, you want to have in at that price tag. And again, 3.5K on DraftKings against uh, Verlander, a fly ball pitcher. Definitely someone you want to be targeting here is Kipnis. 2.8 on FanDuel, too. Again, cheap. Under 3K over there. Uh, Odor, again, though, is gonna probably going to be my... My uh, my main target here. I want to get some stock in this Texas offense once again against a weak righty, which means we want to target these Texas lefties. And Odor fits that mold. 4.2K on DraftKings for me is still um, cheap enough to where I feel like I could get him in. 3.6 on FanDuel. Um, like them both, you know, a, a lot. And uh, yeah, and Cano. I'll have interesting Cano here too. Uh, going against Chris Smith. Uh, again, he has that park down great, so people are probably going to not be all over the Seattle bats. There are other places to go that make sense, but Seattle projected the score over five runs, so the runs are going to come from somewhere, and I think Cano will be a part of that. So definitely like Cano too, but uh, for me, my top plays here at second base are going to be uh, Odor and, uh, and, and Kipnis. Uh, for value, I think you go down to Utley. And um, I do like Cano, too, in tournaments. That's where I'm at at second base. How about you, Travis? Uh, yeah, so second base um, second base is pretty pretty okay tomorrow. I mean, I'm not in love with it, but there's there's guys that we can get by with. I mean, Utley, he's a guy for cheap. 
on Vandal. You know, he'll help fit in some other bats for you for your lineup. So I don't mind him. I uh, Kipnis against Verlander. I think it's not a bad play to go him. Odor is a good power guy. Uh, you know, I like him in that spot. Uh, going to DJ Lemayhu against the lefty is a good idea too. Uh, Lemayhu is a guy that I don't love rostering, but against left-handed pitching, uh, he doesn't normally have a ton of upside. But hey, he's in cores, so there's always upside there in cores. And uh, Robbie Cano is not a bad option too. You could go to. Uh, it's not a position I love, but there's some guys you can play. So that's kind of how I feel about second. Uh, if I said I had to pick my favorite uh, two, I'm going to go with Odor and uh, LeMahieu. I'm going to go from those uh, really good games. What about you, Josh? Who's your favorite second baseman? Yeah, I, I'd go with Odor and um, and Kipnis. I mean, it's my top two second baseman. And uh, Cano in tournaments, as I said, too. I do like Cano, too. Um, but, yeah, uh, let's move on to the hot corner here. Travis, you go ahead and kick us off here at third base. Who are you looking at third in the sleep? Yeah, um, my fan graphs is being numb. There we go. Okay, on the third. Let me move over. Oh, yeah, so uh, if Justin Turner's in the lineup, I'll like him tomorrow. Uh, it's just he didn't play yesterday, which is pretty frustrating, but I'll have some interest in him. Uh, uh, Nolan Arado against the lefty, like, sign me up. Uh, he's definitely the top third baseman option on this slate. Uh, I also think going to a, uh, a Todd Frazier is an interesting guy as a, uh, as a, as a, you know, if you want to get exposure to the White Sox, like say you're going to stack them up, I like getting exposure through him. Uh, Kyle Seeger is still too cheap on Fandle for 2600 so I think you have to consider him. And then even these third basemen, um, these third basemen like Escobar and Valbuena for the uh, Rangers, I think those are guys that have a little bit of interest in too. If you're looking for a, if you're looking for a cheaper option, and then hey, Jose Ramirez, I always mention him. I just named a ton of third basemen. Sorry, uh, but there's a lot that I like tomorrow, right? Uh, it's gonna be one of those positions where uh, there's the guys I want exposure to, and I'm gonna try. Like I said, uh, I'll try and uh, you know maybe play four or five of them and uh, try and get overweight to them uh, in the best way possible. Uh, that's kind of how I'll probably try and approach it. Uh, what about you, Josh? What do you think of third base? Uh, yeah, Kyle Seager is still too cheap on DraftKings, too, at 3.6K. So um, definitely something to look at. I do like Jake Lamb at home, too. I think that he's worth looking at. But Arenado, you know, Arenado at home against the lefties, uh, top-notch play. I'll find a way to get him into my laps. Um, you know, it's, for me, I'm just not going to overthink that. I'll just try to get him in. Um, again, you know, with Texas, if you're stacking up, if Joey Gallo is in the lineup, going to have interest there against a righty at home in this Texas hitting environment. Really like uh, Gallo's upside against anytime he's at home against a righty in this great hitting environment. So, uh, But only in my stacks. Wouldn't, wouldn't play him as a one-off. And, um, yeah, you know, their base is just, for me, I'm going to try to simplify it, you know, just because there are so many options. The thing, I'm just going to have a lot of Arenado, and if I'm going value, I will go with Kyle Seeger. Um, I'll reserve uh, Jake Lamb and, uh, for my Arizona stacks, and I will reserve Gallo for my Texas stacks. Um, anyone else here you want to cover at third? Oh, no, not really. I guess, you know, Arenado's the top option. Uh, and I don't know. I you think he's just the top option. And like I said, I'm going to, like, I need a bunch of guys I like, and I'm just going to kind of go overweight on them and sprinkle them throughout uh, as best as possible, uh, right? Like, I don't think, like, you know, I mentioned a guy like Todd Frazier. I'm sure he won't get a ton of ownership. So I don't have to go, like, you know, I don't have to split it 20, 20, 20, 20 between my five or my four, 25, 25, 25. I'll be able to maybe go, uh, you know, 15 on Todd Frazier because that'll probably be overweight. So, uh, and then I can, you know, go more of weight on Arenado for my other one. So that's kind of how I'll do third base, I think, tomorrow. Just get exposure to different guys and uh, kind of call it a day. Yeah, sounds good. Let's move on to shortstop now. Uh, obviously, I will have some interest in Corey Seager here. Uh, just not sure if I'm going to pay all the way up for him. Uh, for me, like, you know, 
anyone who listens to our podcast regularly knows that anytime Trevor Story is against a lefty, it's really for me just an automatic play. Uh, anytime he's at lefty, you know, against the lefty at home, he's an automatic play for me, and that's what's going on here. Gets a matchup against the lefty at home. Trevor Story absolutely, absolutely mashes uh, left-handed pitching, and we get him for 4K on DraftKings. And on FanDuel, he's 3.6, so it's just, like, too cheap for me. I'm just going to lock in story and, and kind of move on uh, unless, you know, I need to complete some stacks. Like, wouldn't mind Lindor and my mini Cleveland stacks um, or maybe some Elvis um, in my uh, Texas stacks. But I'm going to have just a ton of Trevor Story. That's going to be where I'm going to end up going. Uh, so that's that's where I'm going to be for the most part. How about you, Travis? Where are you looking at shortstop? Yeah, Story's a good option against the lefty. You always have to consider him. Um, I think Corey Seager is like the top guy. Uh, if I had to pick, Corey Seager would probably be the uh, top one for me on the slate. Uh, even Lindor, too. Like, Lindor's another guy. Like, those two are going to probably be like the guys that, and those three that I mentioned, basically, they're going to be like the ones that everyone considers the most uh, for their cash games, I would say. Those are like the three everyone's just going to be kind of messing around with. And other than that, like, the drop off seems kind of quick, right? There's not a ton of guys that I absolutely love. Uh, in this spot so for me i think if i can pay up at shortstop i'm going to do so and then uh, maybe it's one of those things where i hope to maybe get some value uh throughout the day too like maybe i'll get like a kettle Marte uh in the arizona lineup and maybe that'll help me out uh if i can get him for a cheap price tag that's not too bad or maybe if elvin elvis andrews wasn't in the lineup yesterday but he could be in the lineup again uh he could be in the lineup today so i think elvis andrews is a guy too you have to be considering as well but other than that uh, it's just tough at shortstop there's not like a ton to love right there's definitely not so uh it just comes down to where you um where you want to end up going and for me i think it's just going to be a lot of story with some uh Corey Seager and Lindor mixed in. So that's where I'm going to end up going. Uh, let's move on to outfield, Travis, here. Uh, why don't you kick us off here at outfield, um, since there, there are some good options here in the outfield. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely, you know, outfield's not, it's not amazing today, right? Uh, it's funny. Like, I'm FanDuel. Uh, Melky Cabrera is the most expensive uh outfielder besides Mike Trout, who probably won't play, uh, I'm assuming. But uh, yeah, Melky Cabrera is the most expensive uh, outfielder, which is uh, what a time to be alive. It goes Melky, Charlie Blackman, Stanton, and Cruz. Uh, pretty crazy, but I, I like Melky a lot tomorrow. I mean, uh, Melky's a guy like this, this, this like White Sox staff could go just super under own. And he was absolutely crushing the ball. And he's kind of cooled down a little bit the past couple of games, but uh, he was crushing the ball. And I think this is a good spot to jump back on Melky. Uh, and I think doing that like White Sox staff, like, I didn't mention a ton of White Sox throughout, uh, throughout this podcast, but I think they're a really interesting uh, team to uh, target because a lot of the ownership in cores goes on the Colorado bats. And that just leaves those guys unowned. So uh, Melky's a guy like on FanDuel. I think I have a lot of interest in. I always have interest in Blackman, had interest in him yesterday, even against the lefty, and I'll have interest in him again against the lefty just because he goes under own against lefties, and he can still hit home runs. He did it against Derek Holland. Yes, I know Quintana is not Derek Holland, but it's still a spot where I want to uh, want to have uh, want to be considering him for sure, right? Uh, Chris Davis, another guy who's been mashing the ball. I like him. Uh, if Avisel Garcia is in the lineup, uh, it's another one of those White Sox that I would like, but he had a finger injury. They might ride him out in the All-Star break and just let him kind of, uh, you know, coast his way there uh so he's one of those guys that i think uh might have to uh 
may not be able to play, and I wish I could uh, play. Jock Peterson, he's another uh, Dodger bat I think you got to consider uh, against Ian Kennedy. Uh, Jock Peterson can smash either the sinker or the fastball. It's pretty simple, and Ian Kennedy throws a lot of fastballs. So, uh, and a fly ball guy, I mean, it's definitely a good chance Jock can take one deep. Uh, I think Cole Calhoun's an interesting option, and Karen Maven pairing those two guys are not bad. And uh, like A.J. Pollock and David Peralta against Castillo, don't mind them. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, the uh, like a car, Carlos Gonzalez or Parra, whichever one of those like Rockies outfielders are in there, the Tapias, all those guys. So whichever one of those guys are in there, those are guys I'm definitely going to uh, have interest in on the slate. And then, uh, hey, uh, like another guy for like cash games you have to consider is like Sinshu Chu. He's only 3,100 on FanDuel, a uh, guy you definitely want to be uh, considering for sure. So yeah, outfield's pretty good. You got guys at a ton of different price tags. Doesn't, you know, doesn't seem like a spot where I'm going to, Definitely be going super cheap, uh, kind of like the mid-tier a lot on this slate. But what about you, Josh? What do you like in the outfield? Yeah, for me, I'm just going to keep it simple. I think that all outfielders in this course game are in play. And then, um, you know, I'm going to plug in both Texas outfielders, Chu and Mazzara, and I'll probably pair them. You know, I'll probably go ahead and throw in uh, Jock Peterson with them, and that's going to be mostly where I go here. Um you know, I like Jock Peterson a lot, as you mentioned, and um, and I love these Texas bats. Carlos Gomez also in play. If I'm uh, going to mess around with some Texas stacks, I'll definitely throw him in. But most of my emphasis is going to be on Chu and Mazzara here. And uh, these cores outfielders and Jock Peterson, that's going to be like my core in the outfield on this slate. Uh, definitely have interest in Peralta, too, as well. Um, just, you know. Just going to come down to my roster construction. If I could find a lineup where I could get some other Arizona. I don't like to take too many Diamondbacks as like one-offs. I like to kind of like throw them into mini stacks or full stacks. So uh, definitely like Peralta, Goldschmidt, Lamb, and, um, and uh, you know, maybe some uh, Descalso, depending on where he is in the order. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so so it's going to come down, like I said, to Coors Bats. And I really, really like these Texas outfielders. Really like Jock Peterson and... Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at in outfield. You know, just wanted to keep it simple there and just create a core kind of, you know, to, to correlate to the rest of the lineup and build around that. Uh, anyone else here in outfield you want to mention, Travis? Uh, no, yeah, I think that's it. I mean, I think the outfield is uh, it's pretty loaded, and like we always say, like uh, always good to correlate your outfielders, right? Uh, so that's kind of something I like to do. And hey, in tournaments, if you want to load up with uh, three outfielders from the same team, go right ahead, right? And uh, if you want to go like a Chu Mazar, Carlos Gomez, uh, that helps make your Texas stacks a little different than everyone else. So that's kind of it for outfield for me. All right, let's move on to the stack of the day here. Now, uh, we always exclude the cores game from the stacks of the day. If you guys are around DFS for a while now, then you've realized that cores is far and away the best thing environment in baseball. Uh, so it's always viable to stack there. If you're new, then um, that's why we'd, we exclude cores because those bats are always going to be in play. Uh, anytime that there's a game in Colorado, always consider stacking the bats from there. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to look at, at a stack outside of cores here. And I'm going to go back to the well with my stack from yesterday with the Texas Rangers. Uh, implied run total over six here against Jesse Chavez. I just see them doing a lot of damage and staying hot here. Uh, it's such a good matchup once again, and um, they just crush it at home and, and get a nice matchup against a weak righty. Uh, now, my only issue here is, uh, you know, the Angels' bullpen is pretty decent. It's a lot better than you'd think when looking at the numbers, but I think that they could, uh, 
I think that these Texas bats get some damage done, and I think the hitting environment and just the raw talent on this Texas lineup is enough for them to score a ton of runs here tomorrow. So that's where I'm going to lean. I'm going to go back to the well with my Texas Rangers stack of the day. You know, stack away and, and get it in there in your lives and tournaments because I, I really think that uh, they may go on their own once again, which is crazy to me. They were so on their own yesterday, but um, but yeah, def- definitely the Rangers stack is my stack of the day outside of course. How about you, Travis? Who's your stack of the day today? Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm going to course, Josh. I'm cheating here. Uh, you said I couldn't, but I'm doing it anyways. Uh, it, it's so I'm not going to the Colorado side. I'm going to the White Sox side. Uh, I think it's just uh, I don't think people like people never like rostering the White Sox, and I feel like they're not going to roster them in cores, right? And uh, yeah, Jeff Hoffman's like good, right? Like he's a guy that I'm not wanting to target a ton, but it's course fielding. Anyone can get blown up, right? It's just kind of one of those spots where. Um, I'm going to go with that. I'm just going to, you know, fire away with the White Sox. Uh, you know, there's these stacks that you got to like, like there's the Indians who people are going to play, I think, because the Indians have been doing, treating them so well the last couple of days. So they're going to fire back with the Indians. Uh, I think people are going to go back to the Rangers because they just crushed yesterday and they have a huge run total. People are going to go to the Rockies because of what they did. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of good spots on this slate and, uh, I think, I think a lot of ownership is going to get condensed on like those couple of spots, right? And uh, I'm going to just go with the White Sox. I think there's a chance to get them under own for being a course field game, and uh, I'll go with them, right? They have some decent bats there that can uh, that have some power, and uh, you know maybe we get into uh, maybe we can get into like one of the wrong, long relievers for the Rockies and really rock them and uh, make this a big game. So uh, I've seen the I've seen the uh, White Sox do uh, crazier, right? Uh, I've seen them drop huge runs against. Uh, I think they did it against like the Blue Jays in a really random spot uh, a couple weeks ago. So hey, why not? Let's fire away with the White Sox. Let's go to cores where maybe we get them under owned. Yeah, I think that's understandable here to break the stack of the day rule with cores, just because in a spot like this on a short slate where you know these White Sox may go overlooked. So definitely like that idea there. So. Um, so you heard it. There you go. You heard you heard our stacks today. You got me with Texas. Travis got the White Sox. And with that, we covered the whole slate. Um, again, it's it's a beautiful Saturday, so make sure you enjoy it and enjoy the games. Go go ahead and check out the Roto Grinders main page for content for the early slate if that's what you're looking for. There's gonna be tons of great content there for the early slate on the main page of Roto Grinders. As always, give us both a follow on Twitter. If you can follow me at Real Joshua Giant, that's at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone, M-A-N-G-O-N-E. As lineups come out throughout the day, feel free to shoot over any questions. Feel free to shoot over any comments, too. If you enjoyed the podcast, let us know. We love interacting with you guys on Twitter. But uh, but other than that, enjoy the games, enjoy your Saturday, and we'll be back tomorrow with the weekend grind for the Sunday slate. See you tomorrow, grinders. relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. 
because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt Max Brushless Power Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock, like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt Max Brushless Power Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.